Hey there, warriors. I hope you're really enjoying the sessions that I'm doing with other warriors, these warrior chats. I know you are because I'm actually hearing from some people that they're really enjoying them. Of course, I don't know if that means you're not enjoying me or what, but hey, you're getting me today. <laughs> so today I wanted to talk about from still standing to warriors and hope. And the reason I wanted to do that is because I have been known for still standing because that was really my branding um, and my first books called Still Standing After All the Tears and the workbooks. I have another book called Still Standing and there, all of that is still so relevant. But I wanted to kind of not just explain how I've gone from still standing to moving into this Warriors and Hope branding, not just that, it's hopefully encouraging you to do the same. And that's not to say that if you are at a place where, hey, still standing would be marvelous, Valerie. I mean, come on. It's all I can think about. That's okay too. I'm actually going to go over all of that and just kind of, you know, chat with you about where you are, but hopefully encourage you and help you to believe that you, that, that the fact that there's something beyond still standing will give you encouragement rather than stress you out thinking, oh gosh, I'm just at the beginning of this this journey um, out of the darkness or out of your your trauma, out of your chaos, your loss, your broken heart. So my journey, you probably know, but I'm going to refresh your memory anyway, is I was down on the mat. And you've probably heard me describe this before, but it's like I had my beast on top of me. And for me, my beast had multiple heads, like yours probably does too. But mainly it was my codependent enabler beast because of Jamie's addiction. And I just couldn't think of almost anything else. And what's important to know is that my husband, Rich, and I had many huge, massive life challenges while I was riding the roller coaster from hell with Jamie's addiction. It wasn't as if this was the only thing, but it was the thing that I cared most about. I, I really didn't care if the rest of it just kind of fell apart. And it sort of did. But I just wanted to save her. That was obviously, she's my daughter. She was my only daughter, my firstborn child. I'd never loved anyone like I did until she was born. And then, of course, two years later when my son was born. But up to that point, that was it. That's when I learned about true love. And so, obviously, there I was with a shattered heart, watching my daughter self-destruct. So I just jumped right on that train and started self-destructing with her. And so I'm down on this mat with this codependent enabler beast on top of me and he's whispering in my ear and screaming in my face and it's all the BS, right? All the stuff that I had begun to believe that I had really screwed up. I mean, I'd royally messed up my life because this was somehow my fault. And the fact that I couldn't save Jamie, that I couldn't stop this thing meant that I wasn't trying hard enough. I wasn't praying hard enough. There was something I had done wrong. I was being punished for my partying years when I was a teenager. I was being punished for who knows what else. And the more I looked for this, this thing that I'd done wrong, the more I beat myself up, the more I just covered myself in shame and guilt. And because I didn't want people to feel sorry for me, I wandered around with a smile on my face while I was literally dying on the inside. It was ridiculous. It was, I mean, I'm such a real person, really. I think if you ever meet me in person, you'll go, oh, wow, yeah, she's the same as she is on that podcast. But I was putting on a show back then. I, th I mean, I was doing it because I didn't want other people to feel bad. So maybe it was good intentions. You know what they say, though, the road to hell, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. 
And so I felt like I was doing it for the right reasons, but I just wasn't being genuine. I mean, not that I think we should dump our garbage on everybody that will listen, but you know, still I was sitting around feeling sorry for myself, wondering why nobody was even checking on me when I'm going through this disaster. But I, of course I'm pretending everything's okay. So when I made my decision to stand up and fight, I literally just wanted an hour of happiness. You know, I say that, but I probably wanted five minutes of happiness initially. And so I remember that when I finally, you know, did figure out how to get up off the mat and how to battle my beast and how to keep getting back up and keep fighting and, and moving a little bit forward and, you know, found that hour of happiness and, and all of that. And I ended up writing that first book, Still Standing After All the Tears. And I can remember being on a walk with Rich and trying to figure out what should I name this book? And there was a song, it was still crazy after all these years. And I kind of said that, right? I said, still crazy after all these years. And of course we're saying, well, we can't name it that. There's a song. And then I don't know, somehow that evolved into still standing after all the tears. And I think that ended up being something so relatable to so many people. We can still be standing after all the tears. But you know, what's interesting is there were times when I thought, well, I really should have called it still standing through the tears. Because it's not as if when I stood up, I stopped crying. When I stood up, I stopped worrying. When I stood up, I stopped having fear. You know, it's been a process. And by the way, to this day, there are still tears sometimes. You know, as you know, my daughter was murdered in 2016. And so, of course, there are still tears. Of course, there are still doubts every now and then about how I've done things. You know, that these things are natural and normal. I don't think anyone ever arrives at that place of perfection. Oh yeah, that's called heaven. So, but I remember just thinking, I mean, it's interesting just to think about where I was then and where I am now, because now one hour of happiness isn't acceptable. Still standing, just still standing. What about taking a step forward? What about flying? None of that seems um, acceptable to me. But first, I want to talk to those of you who are where I was. If you think that, oh, no, now it's all about being a warrior and hope and it's flying and it's all of this stuff. Oh, my gosh, I'm so far back here that you can't relate. I don't want you to think of it that way. I want you to think of it as hope. Because honestly, when I was thinking about an hour of happiness, I really didn't want just an hour. It's just that all, that's all I could think about at that time. It's all I believed I might ever have again, but there was always a little bit of hope somewhere in me that it could be better than that. You know, honestly, I don't know if I would have fought that hard if all I was fighting for was one hour, but I had accepted maybe that, okay, maybe that's as good as it would get. I don't want you to to accept that. I, if all you want to do is try to stand and get up off that mat and, and be able to stand and out of the beast knocking you down every five minutes and you want that hour of happiness, then that is fine. That is a great goal. It is a great place to be. But let there always be that light out there, that light that's even further past that one hour. Let there, there be hope for you that there's two hours of genuine happiness and that there's two days maybe even the most of two weeks, the better part of two weeks, maybe you could be genuinely content and at peace 
and have happiness and joy for the majority of your life. Even if the storm is still raging. And that's the part you might not be able to get your hands around right now. So I just want you to know, it's not as if I've forgotten about anybody with, you know, warriors and hope, because I think warriors and hope actually encompasses wherever you are. That encompasses people who are down on the mat and, and people like me who are on a mission and everybody in between and people who've gone further than me. I think we represent everybody. But I just want to encourage you wherever you are to take a step forward. It's not acceptable to be down on the mat. It's just not. The world is waiting for you. You have something important to do. The people around you are watching you. That's not acceptable. If you've already stood up and you're standing fairly strong, why not take a step forward? Because still standing after you've done it for a while is not acceptable either. Here's the deal. We never really stay the same in life. Life is constantly in motion. So I'm concerned that if you're just standing and you're not moving forward, you're going to end up moving backwards. And you might even find yourself back down on that mat. You can use your pain for purpose. I'm actually speaking at a retreat here. They call Purpose in the Pain here in Phoenix. And coming up in a couple of days here. And, and it's really actually incredible that they use that that title. I love that. And it's not probably something you haven't heard before, but it could just be called, you know, let's get together and handle our pain. Let's link arms because of our pain, but finding purpose in pain. Where you are today, you might not even be able to believe that. Really? How could there be any purpose? How could I have found purpose in my daughter's brutal murder? I don't know that there's purpose in her specific, in that act that happened in those moments. But so much good is coming out of all of the pain that I've suffered due to Jamie's addiction and her murder. It's been many years. And, and so much good is coming out of it. And that should give you hope because everything can be used for good. It seriously can. You can't change the bad. You can't just go back and rewrite history, but you can use it. You can package it up, find that purpose. And it doesn't have to be some big old mission, but somewhere somebody needs what you have to offer because of what you have been through, what you're still going through. And so I'm hoping that as you have watched my mission evolve, that it gives you hope and gives you excitement and there, you know, that you find some extra light in all of this for you, like a beacon of hope. It's interesting because I've watched other people doing this too. It's incredible to see some of the ladies that were with me back when they were down on the mat and how they're soaring now. And some are just standing strong and, and a lot of different places in between. You know, we have the obvious warriors, right? They are obvious. The people who run into danger while the rest of us are running away from it. Those are warriors. Obviously, we think of warriors when we think of Braveheart. And by the way, he wasn't called Scaredheart. He's called Braveheart. We are called to be courageous. We are all warriors fighting some sort of battle. And I know that can 
make you feel weary and you can think, oh my gosh, I don't want to be a warrior. I'm so tired of fighting. Sometimes we're fighting the wrong battle and that can exhaust us. Sometimes we, part of our fight needs to be learning how to live in peace, right? Learning how to be at rest. That is part of the warrior way. A warrior is not always in battle with bat, full on battle gear other than spiritual armor. Don't take that off. But we're, you know, there's a whole uh, host of ways in which we live as warriors. But I just don't want you to ever think that whatever it is you're going through does not classify you as a warrior. If you are the mom or other family member of a son or daughter in addiction, you are a warrior. Every day you get up and fight that battle. People who haven't been through that, they have no idea the hell it is. It really is. And I'm not here. I'm always here to give you hope and inspiration, but let's get real here. That's why I called it when all hell broke loose. You know, it, it is a, it is a trauma that I never imagined. And it goes on and on and on for years. So you, my friend are a warrior. If you have lost a child for any reason and at any age, you are a warrior. If you are able to put a genuine smile on your face at any time, any kind of trauma that you've come out the other side or that you're standing during, you are a warrior. And to believe, why we call it warriors and hope is because if you can believe that you can be better, do you see my, my finger quotes? <laughs> you can be better in some way for having walked the journey, then you, you live in hope. That's hope. You are a warrior in hope. If you're fighting and believing there's any movement forward that you can make, and I'm telling you what, what I really want you to get to is a place where you believe that you can use your, whatever it is, fill in the blank, your loss, your trauma, your, your chaos, your heartbreak, whatever it is that you can use it for good. You can find that purpose in it. That's why, I mean, we're literally calling this a movement, becoming a warrior in hope at whatever level that means to you. Because it's so much better together, right? It's so much better when we link arms. Because you can only fall so far when someone's holding you up. You remember that game, if you're old enough to remember, I don't know if they still play it these days, uh, but it's called Red Rover. And so you'd, you'd divvy up sides and then we'd all link arms, right? You'd link arms as tight as you could and you'd stand as close together. You're making this wall. And then the other side would be doing the same thing. And then your team would say, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Susie right over, whoever it was. And Susie would come from the other side and she'd run as fast as she could and try to find the weakest link, right? Try to find the two arms that she thinks she could bust through and come busting through. Or not. And that's how we have to think about it. We are standing so strong that the beast can't come breaking through. You know, Red Rover, Red Rover, send that beast on over. Nice try, fella. So much better together. And I'm so reminded of this too, because yay, we have our first Warriors and Hope event. So we've had Still Standing Live before, but now it's it's Warriors and Hope. It's still me. It's still other warriors. We're going to have so much fun. The cool thing, it's going to be two days in Phoenix, and we already have it scheduled in the first weekend of October, the first Friday, Saturday, October, and I don't know why I didn't bring the dates with me. I don't want to say it wrong. I think it's the 6th and 7th, something like that, 
in Phoenix, you, you just need to, you know, follow me on social media or, um, and, or definitely go to ValerieSilvera.com, be on my email list, you know, get connected with me and, um, make sure that you always know what's going on. And because we're going to announce soon the details of it, because we want to give you a lot of time to plan, to grab some friends, because it'll be much more fun when you bring people. But I've been reminded because I just put out a save the date. We hadn't, we hadn't even really signed the contract for the venue yet. We have now, but we hadn't. When I, I was just so excited, I put it out. I knew we were going to, and it was going to be okay. But what happened was that some of the people who've already been to our past events started chiming in going, oh, you, you've got to come to this. It's great. Um, saying, I can't wait to, to see my friends. And you know what's interesting is I know some of these people have never seen each other again in person. And they've created lifelong bonds. Some of them have returned to multiple events and, and continued that. But I, I know of some friendships that are incredible that have so bonded from being together. So I hope you will make your way to Phoenix for this event because even if you came alone, you wouldn't be alone for long. I would definitely suggest that you bring someone with you. And it's really interesting too. We've seen women who've had, you know, these issues with addiction and that's not what the event's all about. It's definitely not. It's for, you know, any type of, of uh, any warrior that wants to, to find hope and expand their knowledge and, and their empowerment and their hope. But I know that a lot of them have wound up bringing spouses who went, wow, didn't know I was going to get so much out of it. I had a woman tell me that she brought her mom down because her brother was in addiction and, you know, she thought her mom needed it. And she brought a friend who had actually was in recovery. And then she said, wow, I had no idea it was for me. I've had people tell me they came who had nothing to do with any, anything to do with addiction or anything, say they didn't have any idea how much they'd get out of it. So it's going to be really fun. You know, that's important to me. We laugh. We're going to have fun. It's going to be interactive. You're going to be so inspired and just mainly connected with other warriors. I think that's so important. So I hope that we will see you there. I really didn't mean to come on here and have this be my my promo pitch <laughs> for Warriors and Hope, but uh, I couldn't go without mentioning this to you and, and everything. But What's really important is that you do something. If you're just stuck, like I said before, down on the mat, you need to start learning how to get back up. That's why I invite you to connect with me, get some of my programs and, and learn, learn some of these ways in which you can and get new perspectives and start changing your mindset and gaining the strength and courage you need so that when the beast knocks you back down, you know how to get back up. I think you know that after Jamie was murdered, I got back up pretty quickly. People were shocked to see me back on social media, interacting with them and giving them encouragement. They were thinking, what's wrong with this girl? Maybe she's still in shock. And obviously I was in terrible pain, but I knew how to stand through the pain. I knew how to move through the pain. And that's what I want for you. Not just so that you can have a good life. I do want that for you. But because I know that somebody out there needs what you have to offer, you are going to be so blown away when you find that person, when that person finds you and you hear that story and you learn that they got better because of you. And you know what? There will be stories you never hear. 
because it could just be that little five-minute conversation that helps to change somebody's life. That could be you having that type of impact on another person's life. So that's why it's so important for you, wherever you are, I want you, if you aren't even thinking about standing yet, then you focus on standing. Focus on being still standing after all the tears. Focus on being still standing after fill in the blank. Still standing during the storm. Still standing. You are going to be still standing. Focus on that. But know there's something even better out there. Let that excite you, right? It's like you go to the beach near your house and you go, this is so beautiful and wonderful and I love this three-hour day at the beach. But you also know that Maui's sitting out there, you know, the Hawaiian Islands. <laughs> Isn't it awesome to know that maybe you'll go to the Hawaiian Islands one day. This beach is great, but Hawaii. Think of it in that way. Be where you need to be. Focus and and hit whatever goal, you know, go toward where you want to be. But knowing there's always another place to be, another beacon of hope. And when you get to that next place, that next level in your journey to freedom, you'll be blown away. You'll say, wow, I remember when I just wanted to be happy for an hour. And now that's not acceptable. But you've got to do something. Take a step forward now. You can't keep sitting there and waiting for somebody to change, for something to happen, for somebody to come along. Stop doing that. I don't, I don't know if you haven't been paying attention, but life's getting more and more challenging as time goes on and in this day and age. You don't have any more time to wait. You have no more time to waste. Today is the only day you're guaranteed. And I hope today's the day that you will stand up and fight and believe that one day you will also be a warrior in hope. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time. And in the meantime, if you want to jump into Warriors and Hope and get access to free resources and check out all of our other coaching and resources, go to warriorsandhope.com. Whatever you're going through, know that you are not alone. I'm standing right there with you and alongside you as you stand up and learn how to fight, how to become a warrior in hope.